When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You damn right. Hope everybody's having a good Tuesday. If you're a fan of the Dallas Cowboys, I know you're having a good Tuesday. It's Chad and Zay on this Tuesday after the Cowboys beat the Bucks and stay alive in the playoffs. I'm Chad Hastings, and joining me as always, it is Isaiah Collier. What's up, Zay? Chad, what's popping, man? Feeling good on this Tuesday? How you doing? Woo! I yeah. tell you what, I tell you what, Zay, there are days where this job can be difficult. There are days where this job makes you talk about serious things you don't want to, and all of, it just can get very, very weird. Today is not one of those days. How about them Cowboys? I feel like I should start with a big thank you to Zay, who picked the Cowboys yesterday, who believed that the Cowboys could get this win. Thanks to our guests for the last week or so. Our man Jeff Howe picked the Cowboys. Chip Brown, Horns 24-7. He's going to join us today at 2. He picked the Cowboys. I think pretty much everybody we asked this week picked the Cowboys. Man, am I glad I was wrong on my pick. I am so glad. I got a little too far into the weeds of it. I admit. I admit I was wrong. As always, I try to be baby's dad from Dirty Dancing and not Fonzie from Happy Days. Fonzie couldn't even say the word wrong or sorry. But Baby's dad stood up at the end of that movie and said, when I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong. And I'm so happy to tell you I was wrong about that. I said I thought 24 would win it, and I thought the Bucks would have 24. Apparently the number to win it was 15, and that's all the Cowboys needed. They went ahead and stretched it out to 31 by the end of the game. 31-14 was the final score today. We bask in it, Cowboys fans. Let us know what you think on the Specs text line 337-3776. How did you experience it? Where did you watch it? How did you enjoy it? Did any of your mojo work? I wore the shirt with the white helmet on it. Clearly that worked. Clearly that worked. Going to have to get that bad boy rewashed for Sundays, eh? Oh, come on. I mean... Uh, I'll just take that, you know, that's a you're welcome to all you Cowboy fans right there. I uh, mean, you could look at it now as that's the shirt you wore when Brent Maher smoked for PATs. See, that, we're not even going to start. We're not going to start on that <laughs> side of the discussion. We don't even need to start on that side of the discussion. Yes, only the Dallas Cowboys could whip somebody in the playoffs 31-14, and there's a big issue to deal with. Only the Cowboys could figure that one out. Only them. But they did. 
get the victory. So let us know what you thought of it. Specs text line three three seven three seven seven six. Zay, I'll get. Uh, we'll start with your thoughts. How did you? How did you see it? How did you experience it? You've admitted that you do take some some uh, some happiness in in cowboy cowboy losses and negativity sometimes. Yeah, so. I get that from my mom's. You know, she's a huge Houston fan, big Oilers fan, now Texans fan. Okay. So, so I get the hatred for the Cowboys from her, even though I do like some of Cowboys players, but like yeah. a Michael Parsons. But yeah, last night I was very impressed. You know, we've been talking about it all week, especially after that game versus the Commanders, where the Cowboys completely got smoked and. We said, was it because they were looking too far ahead of this game? Should Mike McCarthy have sat players last week because they were looking too far ahead of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Well, I think that could have been the case because those boys really showed out last night. And Dak Prescott, I told y'all yesterday, him having around 40 attempts, 33 completions, well, he had eight incompletions. And I'll take that from Dak any day, especially if I'm a Cowboys fan. No interceptions, four touchdowns, one on the ground. And say what you want about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is the playoffs. Their defense was, you know, around that same defense that won the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. Dak Prescott, Kellen Moore, they were picking those guys apart. And, you know, what we you would think in those first two series where Vita Vea, he got a sack there. Dak threw that awful pass to C.D. Lamb on the screen where C.D. looked at Dak and was like, yo, come on. You, I don't know if y'all saw that. Right. He looked at Dak. He was like, "Yo, man, yeah. we're all. I already see you kind of doing stuff that you've been doing all season. Get it together." And Dak looked right back at him and said, "Yo, my bad. I got this." And he went on to have a hell of a game. The tight ends looked great. Dalton Schultz had two touchdowns. We said all three of those tight ends will have to get involved a lot if the Cowboys were to have a chance due to Tampa Bay not being good at guarding the tight end. And, yeah, Kellen Moore, it was a master class for him dialing stuff up as an offensive coordinator. Big Mike did his thing. And Dak Prescott, no turnovers in a five-touchdown game. I think this is the best game he's ever played. As a Cowboy, you need that type of momentum facing the best defense in the league next week when you go to San Fran. Somebody texted us, not a Cowboys fan, but Chad, you can't wash that good juju off the shirt. Good point. It won't get washed. That's that's fair. That's, oh, you're going to make it funky. That's fair. We may have to leave the... Uh, Wendy don't need that musty shirt around. Monkey don't deserve that may, funk going around. Because I know you were sweating last night. Oh, well, I don't, yeah, there may have been... Maybe a little bit. Those first couple drives for both teams. Yeah. Uh huh. I told you I thought it was going to be an ugly thing. It didn't turn into exactly the ugly game I thought, but early on, both those teams showed you how the bad can look. And thankfully for Cowboys fans, their team then found the good. How about this text? This says my wife is a diehard Steelers fan. They're in my situation and hates everything Dallas Cowboys. Fortunately, her disdain for Tom Brady allowed me to witness something last night I haven't seen in 40 years that we've been together. She cheered for the Cowboys to win. That's amazing. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, at least we could say that about the Cowboys. Tom Brady doesn't get another ring, even though we kind of knew this Tampa Bay team being at 8-9, and nine, now 8-10, and 10, weren't going to do much in the playoffs. Right. Still, with Tom Brady taking those snaps, you just never yeah. know. So now that the Cowboys got him out of there, Good job, Jerry and the crew. Yeah, there's a lot of pettiness that happens this time of year when it comes to NFL fans, so I totally understand that. That was going on in my house, except it was the opposite. My wife does hate Tom Brady, and she does hate the Cowboys. 
but I could tell which one she hated more last night. She was rooting for Tom Brady, and it drove her crazy. She's like, I can't believe I'm rooting for Tom Brady, but I am. <laughs> Because I hate your because I hate your Cowboys so much. On the other side of it, my man Rick Sacamano, his wife, who's a Dolphins fan and a legendary Brady hater, she texts me, "I am so rooting for your Cowboys tonight. I want to see Brady go down." So that's another thing you can let us know today. If you're a third party observer here and you hate the Cowboys and you hate Tom Brady, what did you do last night? How did once that game started? What was your process? Because we said it. Uh, Zay, and we were correct, no matter who lost that game, they're the headlines the next day. Even last night, the headlines immediately were Brady's press conference. What does he do next? How horrible they played in the game, and then they got to the Cowboy stuff. But now it's going to be about what is his future and how does all that work, so we'll keep our eyes peeled for for that part of it. And that presser, when he was thanking all the media people, he was acting like, this is it in Florida. It did feel like he was sort of thanking all the Bucks folks for the yeah, last time. Like, thank y'all for everything y'all have done. Mm-hmm. We, I appreciate y'all. I, y'all are all great A citizens and this and that. You know, y'all have beautiful kids and stuff. Right. And, yeah, I'll see y'all later on the other side. That's what it felt like, but you just never know it, Thomas. Yeah. Uh, somebody says, I wore my number 11 Roy Williams blue Thanksgiving jersey. Well, that's fire. And the kicker will be fine. Walking back to Dallas. Us from Tampa, we'll work it all out. Damn, y'all making them walk? <laughs> Somebody texted me, a Cowboys fan friend of mine. She said, Hey, does he even get on the plane? And I just suggested he served the in flight meal. <laughs> something like that. Just something to, to kind of, you know, get it, get it back, uh, you know, get it out there. Um, that was bad. That was, it was that so was bad. So bizarre. Um, shout out to. Mike Harge on Ball Don't Lie, weekdays 3 to 7 right here. Harge is the Cowboys fan that I've heard. You mean DJ's Pops. DJ's dad. DJ's Pops. DJ's dad. Yeah, that's that, right. that's okay. how Zay knows him in the <laughs> basketball world. So Harge will always say, why is it the Cowboys that always give you the, I've never seen that before. I've watched football for 30 years, and I've never seen that. So nobody's ever missed three extra points in a playoff game, period. He missed three and a half and then missed a fourth. And again, 31-14, and you're talking about that issue. They didn't let him take a crack at a field goal. They did finally get him an extra point that went through, and he saw that happen, and you got to think that is good news. But um, good news, the only good news I'll give you, a little silver lining, I guess, he cost you four instead of 12. They weren't all field goals, but still, um, that was, it was so weird. I know every Cowboys fan, Zay, at 18 to nothing, just had this sinking feeling. That, oh, good Lord, this is going to turn close. It's going to get ugly close. Brady will get his rhythm. And somehow those three missed extra points are going to doom the Cowboys. Yeah, it's just such an odd thing. I mean, we know that extra points these last five to six years, they aren't the same as they once were when you're at the, what, the ball was at the three-yard line. So now these kickers, they really got a kick. And, man, Brent Maher just – he shanked two to the right, so you would think, okay, let's get to the left. And he absolutely smokes it to the left, where his foot's not even getting on the right part of the ball. And then it just becomes mental. So now you're going into a week with your Jerry Jones and this coaching staff. Are we going to bring a random Joe off the street 
and throw them into one of the biggest games in Cowboy history up to this point, especially in the last 30 years, playing against a rival. Like, this is a big-time rival game going up to San Fran. Are we just going to get that Joe Smo off the street and say, yo, Mahar, you're here and all, but with what you did in Florida, we can't trust you, bro. Sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. We, we can't trust you, bro. You know, I know Jay went on the fan today. You and I have listened to that before we got on the show. And he talked about, you know, well, um, you know, we, we, we've done it before. We brought two guys before. And with what he's done all year long and what he's done throughout his career, this and that. My Jerry's clearly not as good as yours, but you're, still. Your Jerry sounds like it's trying to sell me something illegal in an alley. Did anybody else just say, hey, 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 hey. You like that car over there? You, you, that car could be yours. Oh, man. 50, but, uh, 50 bucks and that's your car. Seriously. Yo, are you going to believe in the guy? He has been a pretty decent kicker. He's kicked 60-yarders, big-time kicks. Yes. And it wasn't like there were pressure moments for him. Like These are just PATs. Yeah, PATs when you've got the rhythm, you're scoring. Yeah, yeah, there was never any pressure to any of those moments. It was so bizarre to watch. And, yeah, Jerry brought it up today. You'd have to give up a roster spot. That would suck. My question would be, somebody actually texted me last night. Hey, I, I, sorry to get technical, but can they have somebody else kick the extra points? I'm like, of course they can. Yeah. They could have their offensive lineman do it if they thought he could make it. Um, so, you know, can anger kick him? Is there anybody else as an emergency? Show how could... talented Michael Parsons is. I want to be surprised if he could do something. Yeah, let's let 11 take a couple swings. <laughs> Just... You know me, I'm a firm believer in Micah Parsons, especially after ah, la- he was amazing last night. Yeah, especially after what uh, he pulled off last night. In case anybody missed that exact um, that exact stat sheet, let's get that to you. It was three tackles all solo, two TFLs, the sack, two pass defense, and two quarterback hits. He spread it out pretty good. And one of the first things we brought up in the games, eh? Back to the good news for the Cowboys was the defensive front. That's what I told you I'd be watching last night. Can they disrupt him? You must disrupt Tom Brady. He got his center back last night. Jensen played pretty well, but you could tell the rest of that Bucks O-line wasn't exactly what they wanted, and Parsons made them pay all night long. I would also argue Byron Leftwich helped them out all night long. Yeah, that offensive play calling was blander as hell. Wait, just bland. You're 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 telling me that 66 attempts and 12 rushes. That's not the plan to win. God, great. You don't think that's a plan to get there? I said yesterday that of these two quarterbacks, obviously Tom Brady's the one that could I thought could win with 40 to 45 attempts. There's no NFL quarterback I'd say can win with 66 attempts. No. That's crazy. And they were 66 predictable attempts. Yes. Like the Cowboys, they were all over that. I don't know who the hell he was throwing to in the back of the end zone where Curse got the pick. Oh, I can tell you, no, the, nobody. He said he was throwing it away, and he just didn't get enough on it. Didn't get enough on it. He got caught Goat. He got caught between I got a pass in my head and throw it to the seats, and somehow he couldn't get enough steam on it to get it. Like, dude, just pick the third row. See, that's what I'm saying. Giselle at the crib yesterday, she was smiling her ass off because she was like, I told you. I told you it would leave you before you even would think. Man. It could leave you quick. And this season, I know Tom Brady has other suitors out there, which he's the greatest of all in time. Why not take a chance? But I'm – if you're a GM and you yeah. look at Tom Brady this season and you look at him last night and you look at your roster, is there enough? Is it worth it to get a guy that's about to turn 46 years old 
with that performance he did last night. And you're right, Chad. Brian Leftwich, he ain't give him no favors. No, he didn't. Zero. Todd Bowles looking like Gary on the sideline. He looked terrible, too. And the report is that Byron Leftwich is going to be fired. So yeah, report, somebody got to take the bullet. The report today is he's going to be fired. There are others calling for Bowles' job, but I think Byron Leftwich is going to have to pay for that one. Um, by the way, quick trivia question from last night. Do you know which running back had the best yards per carry the whole game? Both teams. Letter from that. Rashad White. Rashad White. He averaged six yards a carry. They gave him seven. <laughs> I need somebody to explain that to me. If I'm a Bucks fan today, if I'm in Tampa and trying to figure that one out, how does that guy average 5.9 a carry and get seven carries? That game was a, even though the Cowboys were in rhythm and definitely in phase and rolling, okay, it was 18 nothing at one point, fairly early. You still had a chance to run the ball if you wanted to. Leftwich didn't want it. So uh, what happens with Brady is going to be the huge national story in the NFL, but also, Zay, on the the Cowboys' side, let's just run it down for him. You practically gave that that, almost that exact line yesterday. I thought of you when I saw 25 of 33 for Dak because that's what you laid out yesterday, basically. You were right in that area. yeah. Yeah. Because I know you've said you'd love him to stay right at 30. For me, at 30 to 40 is okay. Just don't get it up into 40s. 25 of 33, 305, four touchdowns, no picks. His QBR was 96.5. If y'all don't realize, QBR really factors in the running part of a quarterback. It's ESPN's metric. Your perfect score is 100. He was 96.5. That incredible bootleg call, Kellen Moore. Oh, that was beautiful. Bravo. On fourth down. Bravo, brother. That was awesome. Uh, 96.5 QBR. And then the passer rating, which can go to 158.3, he was 143.3. Fantastic stuff. And Zay, it's like the Cowboys listened to our shows and other shows here on the horn. All the stuff was there. Run the ball a little more than you pass it. Play, what do they call that? Uh, 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 auction, action, play action. I think yes. that's what they call it. Yes, play action and work the ball to the tight ends. Schultz with seven catches. Ferguson with that one awesome 34-yarder. The Cowboys receivers were blocking down. How about CeeDee Lamb blocking downfield on a couple plays where the tight end ends up with the ball? He was a stud in a couple ways. Got four big catches, too. Six targets. But I love the way they used the tight ends. Dak looked awesome, moving the pocket when they needed to. And what we talked about yesterday, what I said I thought would be the case of the offensive lines was true. The Cowboys getting what they got back on the offensive line helped them more than what Tampa Bay got back. That offensive line looked really put together. Hate to see that injury during the game where, which one was that? Oh, the, the, the the older guy, Peters. Where Peters goes out. Hated to see that. But then you're plugging in McGovern and you're still, you still have Biotish in the middle. They still look pretty solid there. So Cowboys O-line, bravo. And even though it was only 3.7 a carry, they stuck with that running game. I loved it. Yeah, Dak just being mobile yesterday. I think that's the most mobile we've seen him in a very long time. There was a third down situation where Dak took off running and he leaped over a guy. I don't know if you remember that, but he leaped over a guy to get the first down, and that kept the drive going on. And the drive that, you know, where I was like, oh, this is ball game, was that 11-play, 91-yard, three-minute drive where Dak throws that beautiful shot to Dalton Schultz on the move, sidearm, going out of bounds. Yep. 
and Kellen Moore kind of had a bigger smile on his face because I think one of the equipment guys or somebody on the sideline that wasn't a part of the team was picking up Dak after he threw that pass. Yeah. That was just an absolute beauty. And then the Michael Gallup pass where it didn't look like Michael Gallup ran a little bit out of bounds, but he was kind of being pushed by the secondary players. So I like the no call. Let him play. Well, and did you catch the ruling on that? This is a real technical football moment. A, it was real close. There was a couple of those steps that were real close, but the rule is because the defender tipped it, he's now the first guy to touch the ball. So as long as Gallup reestablishes himself and gets two feet in, he's good. Okay. I, I, they, they explained that real quickly as they came back from break and then went on. But I thought it was really close. I thought there was one foot for sure yeah, when he was out. Right. Uh, that I saw on a replay. But that ends up not mattering once the defensive guy touched it first. Okay. So an incredible job by Gallup to keep it that close. And then, I mean, what a throw by Dak. Yeah, what a throw. That's just, it, it was awesome. So to see all of that come through, to see the Cowboys not pay attention to all the, any team can say, we're not listening to all of the crap and we're not paying attention to social media. When a Dallas Cowboy says it, I'll forgive them if they're lying. And I'll forgive them if they're wrong. Because it's too hard to do. It, I mean, it's just too hard, the coverage that they deal with. For Dak to stay away from it like he says he did, for them to just duck their head and move forward, impressive stuff. I'm so proud of this team today. I'm going to bask in it today. we got three days of this week to get to what comes next. Yeah, but, deserve, you deserved it. Bask in it. But you what, deserve it. What this is today for me is you live up to your seating, and now you're playing with house money. I know that's not what Cowboy fans want to hear because you're a blue blood, you're a legendary team. I totally get it. But what I'm saying is the teams left, other than the Giants, by the way, go Giants, um, <laughs> because if the Giants won and the Cowboys, Cowboys won, won yeah. that game's a Jerry World. Yeah. Um, but other than that, it is the one and two seeds in the NFC, and by the seeding, you're not supposed to beat those teams. So play loose if you can. Go out to San Francisco. It's not your place this time like last year. Go out there. See if you can mess with a rookie quarterback with your stud defensive player and defensive front that just showed off like that. So uh, I can't wait to see it, man. I yeah, cannot I, wait I can't, for Sunday. Yeah, I can't wait. Saturday and Sunday, it's going to be absolutely epic. And if you look at the Cowboys, you look at the Eagles, you look at the Giants, That's we've been saying it all year, and now it's clearly obvious the NFC East is the best division in football. So all those teams that are still playing – playing against one another, iron sharpens iron. We talk about it in Big 12 basketball. Mm-hmm. It's just when you play that quality of talent and that preparation that you have in those division matchups, it's going to make you prepared for teams like the Bucks that you should handle the way that they handled them last night. And again, if you're the Cowboys, other than Brent uh, smoke job Maher going into San Fran, you got to be pretty excited and very optimistic that, hey, if we get this Dak Prescott, we got a chance. Yeah, just uh, the sports psychology of that story will continue this week. I'm sure the Cowboys have somebody that's going to be talking to Brett Maher this week if they're just going to stick with him. Like, give him a shrink? They say they are. I mean, teams already have sports psychologists. Right, but is he going to have to go like two a days with the shrink? I don't know what you do. Like, talk to him, see what he wants to do. Is it just a, nah, I'll be good? Last night, Jerry's gut was, ah, I just had a bad day. Dak, even though Dak did what he did, they caught him on camera on the third one. Dak screamed out, we need to go for effing two. I feel him. But, and I get that feeling too, but after the game, Dak said, yeah, that was me. I was fired up and stuff. But hey, I had a terrible game last week. He had a bad game tonight. Obviously, he'd tell you he had a bad game. Yeah. We'll move on. Like they were backing him up last night. 
So we'll see. Because oh. in a big game, in the game you may have to go play in San Francisco, if you set up, if you get it set up for like a 45-yard field goal and it's fourth and five, fourth and six, what are you going to do? Yeah. You're really going to say, oh, I don't know, I feel a little shaky. Or are you going to say, hey, Brett, go hit the kick. If they ask Brett Maher this week, hey, Dak Prescott said they needed to go for F and two after you smoked the third one. He should probably say, "Yeah." In that Commanders game, I was thinking we need to put an effort in Cooper Rush. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's that, what I would say. He had bad games. I've had uh, bad games. Yeah. 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 Actually, if I'm the kicker, I probably wouldn't say that. I would I'm say not, it, Brett. I'm not, say it. Everybody not, on your ass today. Everybody. Not, All of, everybody is on your ass from the Four Letter Network, uh, Dallas Fort Worth area. We on your ass. Yeah. Say something. Yeah, if the protect fo- your name, dog. If the football gods want to have some fun, what if Maher hits the game-winning kick to beat the Niners? Oh, that hurt me. Right, that'd be the story that, that everybody. Hurt. That's the story everybody's not expecting to see this week. That'd be the ultimate, uh, you know, the ultimate turn from that story, the ultimate drama. All right, more on the Cowboys win. How did you see it? How did you experience it? What are your thoughts on the Cowboys? We'll continue that throughout the show today. Up next, though, Zay just referenced Big Twelve basketball, and the Longhorns get a big batch of it tonight. They're in aims to take on Iowa State. Zay's got the right call segment coming up for you, letting you know the players and situations he's looking for tonight as Texas tries to get their 16th win of the season and keep it rolling in conference. Stay with us. It's Tuesday. The Cowboys are still alive, and this is the Horn. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. That's a great song. It's always going to make me smile. Nice sunny day. The Beatles drive my car. What were the chances you thought maybe I didn't know that song? Any, no, I knew you knew it. Any shot? Okay. Yeah. The Beatles. Yeah, I was raised on the Beatles. My dad was Beatles, Stones, and The Who. Those were his three big ones. So if I can't recognize their big hits, I don't get to go, to, I don't get to go back home. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't let me visit. Man, how many hits would the Beatles have? Oh, my God. Yeah, no, I, I had a lot of them. He's the the Beatles is really the only thing I ever listened to consistently on vinyl growing up because he had records. Right. So I had the record player with a stereo that they got me at one point when I had to you know, get the stereo in the room and all that. And so that's what I listened to on vinyl. I never got into vinyl, but I listened to them on vinyl. So that song and all the stuff and first time I ever listened to the White Album and Sgt. Pepper or whatever, it was on vinyl on the record player. Isn't Monkey in the vinyl now? She is. Yeah, it's scary, dude. What, a, what do you mean it's scary? Because they're running such a scam now. I guess. It oh cost, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess yeah. it costs way too much now to make them since they started reproducing, getting back to producing them. It's so dumb. It's like thirty bucks for an album. Yeah, they're serious paper when it comes to vinyl. 
It's crazy. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, I remember I remember having the battle in my head on CDs when it was like, well, let's see. There's 10 tracks on the album, and they're asking me to pay $12. That's more than a dollar a song. I don't know if I want to do... I remember having that discussion. And now and now for a <laughs> so new... Cheap. Exactly. And now for a new record on vinyl, just a regular new album, not a double album or anything like that. They're going like 25 bucks, 20 25 for sure, and then gouging you for 30 35 for big names. Yeah, they're running you up. It's crazy. All right, so the Beatles get us started today. We'll see where Zay goes with the music. Also, in the world of entertainment, we want to remind you tomorrow... In our 2 o'clock hour, we're going to have a conversation with Sam Morrill, the comedian, who's coming to town Thursday. He's got shows at the Paramount. Sam also does a podcast with, um, what's what's our man? Julian Ed- Edelman. Thank you. Julian Edelman that just got started. We're going to ask him about that. Apparently he's got uh, a liquor that he's, uh, he's connected with. I think it's some kind of a... Uh, whiskey that he's connected with, so we'll get him to talk about that. Sam Morrill, he's also got a, a new Netflix special that is streaming right now. I've seen a little bit of Sam's stuff. I've never seen a full-length like stand-up. I need to do that, I, but I, the little bit I've seen of him, I really like. One of the best comedians out there right now. So he's going to join us tomorrow in the 2 o'clock hour. Because of that, we did have to reschedule Chip Brown this week, but thankfully Chip was nice enough to come on today at 2. And it's great because he can give us his reaction to Cowboys Bucks last night, and we'll get a little preview of Texas basketball later on. We'll also talk Texas basketball coming up here with Zay and the right call. Real quick, let me get a text out there. Remember, the Specs text line is 337-3776. This says of Dak Prescott, that touchdown with him rolling to his left and across the body to Schultz was such a dart. That's the Dak we've been waiting for all season. He needs to be this consistent from here on out, especially against San Francisco next week. Yeah, Jeff Howe texted the both of us yesterday and was like, Dak can run in all caps. And yep. you know, I was outside walking the dog at the time. The game was paused, so I didn't want to look at it too much. But yeah, when I got inside, Dak was running on them boys. And hell of a call by Kellen Moore on that fourth and goal to get Dak on that bootleg. He was wide-ass open. And I really think that helped his confidence and really united the Cowboys to say, oh, yeah, these boys ain't going to be able to stop us tonight. Let's keep on hammering them. And they did that. It was big time. Yeah, there were little bits of other quarterbacks you'd see put in there, and it all added up to Dak Prescott. He's always had a little, from the physicality standpoint, there's always been a little Tim Tebow magic to him back yeah, in Mississippi yeah, State. Yeah, Mississippi State, hell yeah. But when he rolls like he did last night and flings that that one to, to Schultz, it gives me a little Mahomes feeling. And then, since he is a little bit of the, the, the bigger, there's a little bit of that Josh Allen running right. to him when you know when he needed to, and the, the bootleg was great, using him as a runner. Um, I mean, you could tell it fired him up. Now let's see if it takes him to that next level where he'll go in there you know, into the San Francisco game with a lot of confidence. Just, you know, I said stay clean early in the game. That beginning of that game to me was perfect. It wasn't great, but it was perfect in terms of just don't, just be clean. Yeah. Right? Just be clean. It's like I thought of a weird, sick analogy. It was like if you have a buddy that always cheats on his woman, always when he's away from her, like if you send him off on it, he's going on a vacation or whatever, it's like, hey, dude, first two days. I'm not saying you can't have fun. I'm saying don't cheat on her the first night. Can we do that? Can we just take a breath? Please, you're coaching the buddy you know what I mean? on tips like, to not cheat on his wife. Dude, calm down. No, like, like if he's lost two or three <laughs> right. already, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was just like, hey, Dak, I don't need you to be perfect. I don't need you to throw touchdowns in the first two drives. Just don't throw one to them. Wait, deal, deal. Were you ever that cool buddy, which some people don't think it's cool, but as depend on your perspective on this topic. 
where you had a buddy that was pretty scandalous and cheated a lot on this girl. Let's not say wife. Let's say girl. Okay. And then whenever it'd be like, hey, yo, if she calls you, this is what we're always going to say. Mm. No, I've never been that guy. Never been that guy? I lie so badly. I have no poker face. I don't know how to lie well. My face says it all. So no, I, they know. Anybody that's been friends with me knows I can't be that guy. Yeah. That's why I, most of the time nobody ever invited me to the really good parties because they knew like, oh, he's too honest. He's going to tell them exactly what happened. He can't be here. You are a narkish snitches. They know. It's not that I'm narkish. It's that if somebody confronted me about it, I couldn't lie. You want to play poker with me. <laughs> Trust me. Oh, I don't know. I wasn't there. Man, I'm that easy. Whew. But if I was there, then I'm lying, and they'll see it on my face. I'm telling you. I just, that, that, that's the reason I've never been that guy. All right, Dak definitely was that guy last night for the Cowboys. Give us more thoughts on that. Specs text line 337-3776. Who's going to be the guy tonight for Texas basketball? Let's talk about it. It is time for the right call with Mr. Isaiah Collier. Texas getting ready for Iowa State tonight, Zay. That's right, y'all. The Right Call segment is brought to you by Syntex Tickets. Go to SyntexTickets.com for your sports tickets, concert tickets, theater, and stand-up comedians. And like Chad mentioned earlier, we have Sam Morrow coming in for our show tomorrow at 2. He has a special or an event at Paramount Theater where he'll be performing stand-up. There's about three tickets left right now on SyntexTickets.com, so hurry up and get them before somebody else does. But that's in two nights on Thursday. Sam will be performing at Paramount Theater. All right, so the game tonight, it's a huge slate for the Big 12 when it comes to basketball, Chad, because the top four teams all play one another tonight. Kansas and Kansas State, they're one and two in the Big 12. Well, actually, Kansas State, Texas, and Iowa State, they're all tied, but since Kansas State has the win over Texas, let's put them at two they play tonight, Kansas-Kansas State. That should be a huge game between Bill Self and Jerome Tang. And then the one that we're all going to be watching, well, some of us, because I don't know if everybody has an ESPN Plus account. Mm, come which, on, Big 12. Uh, it's absolutely bogus. Like, they did this last week. I don't know if it's just an Iowa State thing, because Iowa State, when they played Kansas, another top 15 matchup, that was on ESPN Plus. It's awful. So Iowa State... This is about y'all, I think, you know. So <laughs> tonight in Ames, the Horns, it's going to be a tough one. The Tyrese Hunter game, he's going back to Ames. That's where he played last year where he was Big 12 Freshman of the Year. And we've just been talking about it as of late. He's been really bad. And we don't know how can he get out this funk. If you go look at the Texas Tech game, Chad, the first play of the game, they give him a play to run that's specifically for him. And he took it to he took it to Bacho, the seven foot big man out of tech, and he blocked it in the stands. And that could have been the worst thing to happen. Like we're running the play for you. We've been talking about this all pregame that this is for you to get you going because Coach Terry and this whole staff, the whole team knows you're in a slump, and you get it thrown in the stands. 
And that just is kind of like telling for how he's been playing. So if he could give you anything tonight, obviously that would be a help. If not, we need guys like Arterio Morris to get more minutes. I think you got to live with Arterio Morris' mistakes. Yes, he's going to make a couple, but how hard he plays, he does a lot of good things offensively, especially if he makes his first shot, which he did against Texas Tech. I thought he had a very productive 11 minutes. So if Tyrese Hunter is struggling, then those minutes should get thrown to guys like uh, an Arterio Morris. Obviously, Serge Abari Rice is going to continue to do what he does coming off the bench. You're going to need Marcus Carr to stay aggressive and stay high. And then Timmy Allen, he has to continue to play well, especially in the mid-range game. Both Dylan's got to play well. Dylan Mitchell and Dylan DeSue, they got to be key on defense. And if they provide things offensively, that's just a plus. But Iowa State, TJO's team, they're a tough squad, and they basically play four guards, and all four of those guards can make plays happen, you know, in different ways. Jaron Holmes, he's their leading scorer right now at 12. He's basically a point guard, and he can do a lot with the ball in his hands, just making things happen off the dribble, creating. I've seen him do a lot of nasty finishes throughout the year. Gabe Kelsher, he might be the scariest Kelsher, I mean, he might be the scariest person on their team because if he gets hot, he could go for 30. I know he's only averaging 12 points right now, but if he gets hot, look out. And he doesn't give a damn if your hand's in his face. He has the green light to shoot it no matter what. TJ uh, TJO, the coach, he does a really good job of giving his guards confidence. Galeb Krill, he can light it up too. So, you know, Tame and Lipsy, all four of those guards can really create. And if you aren't, if you don't have a hand up, if you get those guys going, it could get ugly like what we saw with them playing Texas Tech where they beat them by damn near 40. So, Osunny, their big man, St. Bonaventure transfer, he's a height, but he's a St. Bonaventure transfer, a mid-major guy now playing on the power six level he'll have his droughts where he looks like a big time power six guy at seven foot pretty long and lanky and then they'll have his moments where he'll get exposed like I thought he did against Kansas where KJ Adams the Westlake alum did a really good job attacking him and making plays for guys who also attacked him I think that's the weak spot for Iowa State if you could bring Osuni mm. out the big man and make him dance and attack him then they could be in trouble but but don't allow those Iowa State guards to get going. Gabe Kalsher, you know, uh, Holmes, uh, Krill. If you let those guys get going for three, it might get ugly tonight. But if the Horns play good D, don't allow Iowa State get off to these hot starts like Texas Tech and TCU did, then the Horns have another good chance tonight to get a dub in a very tough conference. And a couple of connections tonight. People remember, uh, let's see if Tyrese Hunter can get going at his former spot. Right. He was at Iowa State, so maybe the building will be familiar to him in some way. Uh, but then also, Kalsher's the guy that played with uh, Carr at Minnesota? Correct. Is that right? Okay. Yes. So they'll... They're, they're really good friends, apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Tyrese Hunter and Marcus Carr, they should have a really good scouting report on Gabe Kalsher because those guys have played with him these yeah. last few years. Carr at Minnesota, and then obviously Tyrese Hunter last year with Kalsher at Iowa State. So, I, man, it's again, it's, this is another big game in the Big 12, you know, with these emotional last two games that you had. 
I don't know if the Horns have enough juice to go in the Ames and get that dub, especially because Iowa State's angry. They thought they should have went to Allen Fieldhouse and won that game against Kansas. They had it in their hands, and if it wasn't for K.J. Adams and that finish to win the game, then that would have been a huge dub for TJO's team. So, yeah, I... I want to take Texas tonight. I was listening to Jeff Howe, who had Craig Way on, who's already in Ames, and he said that Coach Terry brought out a chart that had a whole bunch of you know, experts and their takes on tonight's game. And all those experts, known guys, big-time guys, huge, credible guys, uh-huh. took Iowa State. Oh, good. Okay. So That'll get you fired yeah, up. Yeah, that should get the horns a little fired up and give them a little bit more motivation because nobody's taking them in this game, including me. Maybe that could give them a little extra juice tonight and see if they could prevail. There it is. All right, so we'll see if the Longhorns can get that win. They are looking for win number 16 overall and win the, to stay right there in the conference race at 4-1 and one in conference. Only Kansas is undefeated at 5-0. and oh. Kansas State, Texas, Iowa State, all 4-1. and one. And like Zay talked about, Kansas, Kansas State tonight in the Octagon of Doom in Manhattan as well. So big games tonight in the Big 12. Yo, did you hear Jerome Lang? Kansas State coach, what he said in his press conference. Coach Tang, yes. Tang, I'm sorry. I don't know why I call him Tang. Or Lang, whatever. This dude said, don't come because you hate Kansas. Come for your love for the Wildcats in Kansas State. Yep. Come on, rookie coach. First year, head uh, head coaching job. Big time school. Come on, coach. We need to get into that because I know exactly what he's talking about. I know exactly what he's talking about. As an Aggie, I know exactly what he means. Not sure if he should have said it that way, but I know what he's talking about. Mm. So we'll get into that. Well, I, lo- I love that conversation. There's a lot of weird psychology there. I'm not sure if that's how I would have phrased it, getting ready for this game tonight. But I kind of know where he's going. We'll get into some of that later on. Texas getting ready for Iowa State tonight. Cowboys getting the big win. We'll get back to that at 1. Up next in the crap bag. Yeah, I'm probably going to get a little cynical on it because I just need to know if the NFL is done with it yet. And I'll tell you what it is next on the Horn. Weird cover this is. Come on, get there. Wow. Oh, my God. All right. I don't know what this would do to the late, great Janis Joplin to hear somebody covering her song this way. So, another little piece of my heart. Take another. What's it? Take a piece of my heart. What's that song called? Piece of my heart, right? I think that's what it's called. Sure. The old Janis Joplin song. I didn't know this was a cover. Yeah. 
Now I got to figure out who it is. Oh my God. I feel like I should know this, but I'm going to gladly say I don't know who did this because it's not the best cover I've ever heard. Who is it? Rough Cut. Oh, yeah. Didn't two T's. Nope. Rough Cut. I'll say. All right. Rough Cut. There you go. If you need another cover of uh, Peace of My Heart, check that one out. Rough Cut and the Beatles getting us started today. Chad and Zay on a Tuesday. I'm in a good mood as a Cowboys fan. I hope the rest of you guys are as well. Uh, I said weeks ago I was going to root for the Cowboys if they played the Bucks and it definitely had. I definitely had that feeling once the game started. I like this team. Uh, I'll live and die with them. I don't think they go all the way. I don't think they're quite that good. But we're sitting here now with these four quarterbacks in the NFC. Brock Purdy, the rookie, Daniel Jones, Jalen Hurts, maybe a banged-up Jalen Hurts, and Dak Prescott. Those are the four left in the NFC. So if Dak Prescott's going to play like that from last night, then there's a whole nother level to talk about. But consistencies have been a, de- a big deal with this team for a long time. They've got to maintain something like that, and they're about to get a very different football team. We'll get to it as the week goes on. Uh, but part of last night, it's hard to discuss last night, Zay, without talking about how bad the Bucks were. Yeah. And that is a fair part of the discussion. You can't leave that out. 66 attempts for Tom Brady. <sighs> That's so dumb. Like, I know we're a passing league now. This isn't the 90s anymore. We're not doing power eye, wishbone formations. You know, all that stuff is out the water. Nobody does that anymore. Maybe for special occasion, depending on who you are. But come on, Brian Lefwich. Yeah. 66. 66. 12. For a 45 year old. Yeah, and 12 carries. Yikes. That is crazy. All right, we'll get back into that as well as Texas and Iowa State tonight. The Kansas State coaches' comments leading into tonight's game with Kansas has got people talking. We'll get back into that as well. Right now, let's get into the crap bag. Somebody asked how that hurt player was doing. We'll get you that update. Plus, I have a question for the NFL. Here we go. Chad's crap bag. Crap bag. If you need an easy way to remember it, just... Think of a bag of crap. Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. Somebody was asking about Russell Gage and how he's doing. That was a serious moment at the end of the game, a shot to his neck. Uh, Donovan Wilson, I believe, was the cowboy that hit him, uh, and he had already had a back issue, so he suffered a neck injury and, they believe, a concussion. Uh, but last night, he was. they sent him to the hospital, wanted to hold, uh, keep him overnight for testing, and they said he was moving all his extremities as of last night. So that's the latest report we have on Russell Gage. But there was a lot of, a lot of seriousness with that. Uh, all right, so in terms of the crap bag today, I've been thinking this one for a while. I haven't said it out loud, and I haven't heard anybody else say it out loud. But I'm the guy that notices details and helmets and uniforms and what you paint on the field and stuff like that. So I just have a quick question for the NFL. Are we done with or are we approaching being done with all the weird like sayings everywhere are we close i know this is slightly insensitive to ask but i'm just gonna ask last night it seemed like a lot of players had decided on be love on their helmet back of the helmet. oh yeah the yeah. racism back of the helmet. stuff yeah, yeah. be love and then zay mentions end racism but some of them are actually painting end racism at the ends of their end zones some of them go with i've seen stop hate 
That's an interesting one. Stop hate, because clearly you can do that, right? What I don't get is that this all started back in 2020 with some specific things. There was specifics there, right? The messaging was Black Lives Matter, or it was George Floyd, or it was Breonna Taylor, or it was those kind of things, something specific. But now it's kind of like they've trapped themselves in a way, because if you put end racism on the end of your field and then one day you stop, does that mean you ended racism or does it mean you don't want to end racism anymore? Now you're kind of trapped. If you're a player and you put stop hate on your helmet, but then next year you say, hey, go ahead and put Bucks or Packers back on it. Well, does that mean you love hate now? Does that mean you no longer want to stop hate? It's when you go to these big, large, general ones that I think you get yourself in trouble. It takes all of us. Okay. Okay. So to the players, are y'all still into this? Do you really want it? Does it matter to you? Does that, is it a big deal? The league, do you still think you're doing something with this? Because I'm just wondering. I'm just wondering where we are on that whole thing. Because I'll admit, as an NFL fan, it does distract me. It does. I think it's cool when all these guys get together and put on the uniforms and everything looks the same. And then I also think it's interesting, we just watched the DeMar Hamlin thing. We watched a bunch of guys come together, all walks of life, all races and religions. They all cared about that guy. And then America and the world gave that guy $9 million for his foundation. Not because he was black. Not because he is black. Not because he's, I don't know that anybody necessarily cared about that part. Who he is. Where'd he go to school? Well, he went to Pittsburgh. Who cares? They gave him money. There's a lot of good feeling going on in that league. I just want to know if they're done with that stuff. Stop hate. Yeah. That, that might be my favorite one, Zay. Stop yeah. hate and end racism. I don't know. I don't that is come on. Yeah, I, I see it, but I don't notice it like I once did. So now like it, maybe it's blended in for you. Yeah, it's yeah, blended okay. in. Now in the NBA. I don't see or notice anything going on there. See, and I, I was, I'm glad you brought it up. I was going to ask you that because the NBA really went into a lot of yeah, that message. They pushed it hard. They really did. But now I don't feel like I see it. I see some of those ads that they're throwing on the jerseys and stuff, but there's less of that, correct? Yeah. So I'm not, yeah, I'm not seeing that a whole lot. So that's, again, where I would ask the NFL, hey, if this is where the NBA is today, where are you guys on the whole discussion? Can you phase it out if you want to? Could you go away? Because that's, you're taking the time to do that every single week in certain stadiums and go through it. And then you're putting it on the helmets and you're doing everything. It's like, okay. So I keep thinking if that's what you need to do to play that game, that's cool. I just want to know. I haven't heard an update in a while. I mean, is somebody going to ask Roger Goodell as we lead into the Super Bowl? Hey, hey, uh, Roger, uh, in terms of stopping hate and ending racism, how are you guys doing? <laughs> like, are they going to ask stuff like that? Yeah, he want to have an answer for you. I have no idea. It's just so, oh my God. It's just, it's so, you know, it's like if you have someone in your life that always tells you to have a great day. And then if they checked with you at the end of every day, well, did you have a great day? I told you to have a great day. Did you have one? It's like our goal here with the Panthers or Packers is to stop hate. Do we feel like we've stopped it? No, man. Somebody in the concession line was hating today. Oh, no. <laughs> Damn it. We still have hatred going on. By the way, those nachos were trash. (laughs) 
See? Why the hell would you get those? Like, who eats a Snickers bar anymore? You're trash. Hating on the nachos, and then it's done. By the way, speaking of hate, that's exactly where the Kansas State coach was going to try to discuss rivalries and hatred and all of that as they get ready for the game against Kansas tonight. We'll get back into that discussion coming up. Also, Cowboys get the big win. How did you see it? How did you enjoy it? Cowboys fans, how you feeling today? Specs text line is 337-3776. Plus, Texas at Iowa State. We'll hit more of that, too, as we get ready for that big clash tonight. Hope you're having a good Tuesday. We roll on here on The Horn.